Yes, it a go red in the room No brimstone, it a go dread in the room Hey, the bad a go to bed in the room Cause if you know that you could a dead in the room Yes, it a go red in the room Brimstone and fire a go dread in the room Hey, no bad a spread no bed in the room Cause Babylon is going down Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews, recorded and produced on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation here in Nam, or Melbourne, Australia. This episode is a follow-up to the last one, which featured an interview with Luciano that I conducted in 2002 on my first trip to Jamaica. This episode features Luciano again, but this time he's alongside his longtime friend and touring partner Mikey General. I've had the pleasure of crossing paths with Mikey a few times over the years, and I have to say he's one of the nicest guys in reggae music. He and Luciano obviously have a good relationship that has endured over the years, dating back, I believe, to their days together at Exterminator Records back in the early 90s. On one of their Australian tours, I met them at their hotel room where Mikey was acting as a chef for the touring party, cooking up an Ital feast for all that were present. Good food, too. This interview is from their first time in Australia, though, back in 2007, when they came into the studios of PBS in Collingwood for a live interview during my radio program, Babylon Burning. It's a really good one, if I do say so myself. An impromptu acoustic version of Redemption Song is a highlight for me still. Let's get right into it. Jesse I interviews Luciano and Mikey General in Melbourne, Australia, back in January 2007. Yes, you're on 106.7 PBS FM. Chant Down Babylon is the name of the show. Jesse, I with you for another 45 minutes until 7 p.m. And right now we got something very, very special. It is with my great pleasure that I welcome to the studios here at PBS none other than the original messenger himself, Luciano. Greetings, brother Jesse. Yes, alongside man like Mikey General. Rastafari. Every time, man. All right, well, um, Luciano, the last time I spoke to you was back in 2002 at Black Scorpio's Yard. And a a lot's happened since then, but... For the people that missed that interview first time around, I'd like to um, just start at the beginning. And uh, yes, if ma'am. you can tell the people um, what life was like for you growing up as a youth in Manchester and um, the early days, how you got started in the well, music first, business. Well, first, but I just want to say give thanks for, you know, because I always wanted to come to Australia and mm. give thanks for this opportunity, you know. Thanks for having us on the radio. I started out from a very humble beginning, you know, tying out goats and feeding rabbits, you know. Mm. Going about my daily chores while doing all that, I'll be singing, you know. I grew up in the church. My mother and father had nine of us, five girls and four boys. I'm the seventh child. My father died when I was 11 years old. So we had to learn to help mommy to cope through the rough times, you know? Mm. Well, well, you know, one of the main things about um, the rural kid or you growing up in the countryside, you don't have much job opportunities. So from time to time, we would migrate to the city and so on. Mm. I have graduated from, my, from high school. And then I didn't have a job really. I couldn't get a good job in Mandeville. So I ended up selling oranges in the marketplace. Right. Even do, during those days, I would still carry along my guitar with me and, and, and stayed there for about three years until I moved to Kingston, where I you know, mastered the upholstery skills, started doing building settees and all those stuff. And still had in the back of my mind 
the drive to do music, you know. Right. I grew up in the church, as I said, singing choruses and singing on a church choir. And um, you know, my respect and love for the Bible grew stronger and stronger as, you know, I grew older, you know. Right. Well, what about the, the first break in the business, you know? How was it, was the first time you went into the studio or did it start first on the sound well, system? I started doing dub plates and I remember I was introduced to Ricky Chopper. Right. And I did some dub plates for him at the time. He was clashing with Stone Love. And the night he invited me over to the, um, it was Prison Oval, the dance, the big dance was. And, I, and I, you know, from a youth, a youth growing up in church, it was never normal that a church man could really end up in the, in the dance hall here like that. But, you know, I was dressed up in one of my church suits right. that night. But it was so great that from then on, it's like things just start happening because I felt good about it. I was in the church always singing and all that, but... I just felt in my mind that there was something that I could be singing about, like to help my people to sing about the system and all that. We, we can't do that in the gospel church, mm. uh, singing in gospel, I'm telling you. You know, from time to time, I've always tried to find ways in me I could express myself. And so after, after the, um, the, the era when in Ricky Chooper introduced me to the dance hall, then he, he carried me to Mr. Earl Hedge from Aquarius Records, where um, I was introduced to him, this man... He gave me the first rhythm I did, Ebony and Ivory, a cover version from Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney. Right. And from then on, things started happening. I met up with Sky High from Mama Production, and then I moved on to a new name, still shopping around to find a label or a stable, you know, out of which I could work. I did song like Give Love a Try for Mr. Castro Brown from New Name Label. And then I was there for a while until I met up with Freddie McGregor. And then I came up with Shake It Up Tonight album. That was a big album for me, you know. Mm. It gave me the first recognition in the UK scene. It went number one for eight weeks right. in the you know UK charts, and so things started happening until later on, about '93. When my first record came out in 1992, and about 1993, I was introduced to Fatis by same brother Mikey General here, mm. and I'm from then on. I started doing some big hits like Neighborhood Watch, Poor and Simple, One Way Ticket, some great hits. You know, Lord give me strength, and who could it be? And you know, yeah. And um, you were almost exclusively working with Exterminator from the next few years. Yes, then, right? yes, because at that time Fatis had, you know, we had signed a, a contract with Fatis, you know, and from then on I was exclusively produ uh, singing for Exterminator, right. and we got an album deal with Island Records, and I, my first debut album was Weird Is Life. Yep. And then the Messenger came along, you know. Yeah. That's something that's very rare for artists in Jamaica. Um, artists work with all different producers. You got all different seven-inch singles coming out. But um, for that time, you just worked with Fattis. You know, yeah. was were there a lot of producers sort of queuing up? You know, how was it as an artist in Jamaica well, um, to, to to maintain that? Well, one thing I do know, you see, when you have a a producer who, who's concentrating on you and you feel like you you sufficiently uh, attended to, you don't see the need to really shop around much. I'm telling right. you. So at that time, you know, we're talking about Fatis having all those. We always have studio hours at um, Anchor. We used to work at Slide Road. Uh, Anchor before Anc before Anchor was Anchor. It was you know, um, Gussie Clark was uh, more like uh, Music, Music Works. Works. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, man. And um, all those years we were there doing our thing, and Fatis would provide it to the time we had all these rhythms, and Sly would come in and Robin and Danny from the Firehouse, and then he had the mm. Firehouse crew working in, in studio. I had everything from him, and Mr. Dean Fraser was there as my uh, musical arranger. He would get all the backup folk vocals and all that. So things were just happening. I had no need to stray, you know. 
Yeah, well, on that note, I reckon we might uh, go to one of these tunes from that time, one of the big hits for you um, from that, that first album for Ireland, Where There Is Life. Um, it's Me Again Jar. This is definitely Blessed. one of your biggest tunes. Definitely, man. One of my favorites, too. What can you tell the people about this one? When It's Me Again Jar was done, that was the first time I was start. Well, I started doing, like, growing my locks at that time. I was, right. you know, really sighting up some heights, yep. and, you know. And in, in it was more like my inner depth, reaching deeper in myself to know that as a spiritual youth and as, you know, with all these opportunities, I consider myself well-blessed. But I'm, all my intention was to do positive music and conscious music. So it's me again, I was to reaffirm to my people out there that I am about culture and about spirituality. And um, it also reaffirms to me also that from time to time I have to go back to God on my knee and ask him to guide me, you know, through these rough times. Yes, I am. Oh, no. 
the sounds of Luciano right here on PBS 106.7. Of course, I'm joined in the studio by Mikey General Luciano here in town to play tonight at the SB, a big, big show. I think this one is just about sold out, but I hear there may be some tickets still at the SB. All the other ticket outlets have sold out, so if you're looking for a ticket, maybe go down there right away. Make sure, you, make sure you keep listening to the show, though, because uh, we were just talking about that tune there. It's me again, Jar, me again, and Jar. Uh, an affirmation of your faith, Rastafari. Definitely. Um, one thing I wanted to ask is, in the early days, in the early 90s, when you started in the business, this is a time to generalize when reggae music, uh, slackness, gun lyrics, this sort of thing, the jump up dance hall beats were dominating. But um, we have men like Garnet Silk, Tony Rebel, and Luciana that were, were bringing the, the cultural music back into the dance. What was it like as an artist in those times coming with the message of Rastafari when it was so different in Jamaica? You know, incidentally, just before Ghana Silk came up, you know, uh, the, I had a discussion with a producer. You remember? Um, um, Bingy General. Bingy General. He was producing a lot of hits at that time, and I said to him that I want to do some hits, and he was saying, well, you know, if you now come with some hot things, and someone said, what do you mean by hot things? But you, you type of hard things and talk about dance all it's a bling bling kind of music. Mm. So we had one long debate in, in, in Aquarius record at the day. Yep. That stood at that um, record shop in the middle of half a tree until mm. rain came down, tumbling rain. And I was saying, yeah, because he was he was he was debating that if you're not singing some little bling bling song we can't reach anywhere. And I was adamant about it that the foundation of life didn't start with slackness. Mm. So we have to, uh, you know, I'm telling him that, just give us a chance and he will see. And, and I even went as far as I said to him, say, he might go see me down the road. And believe me, my brother. And then that's not, not in a long time from there, Garnet C came out with Buju Bantan and, and Tony Rebel mm. bust out on the scene. So when I saw Garnet C coming out, I, I got so much strength from that, that I, I just said to myself, you know what, this is my, this is my sign, this mm. is my cue. That I should continue. To, uh, I should sharpen up myself, write some big hits, and get myself prepared for the journey. Yeah. So I just knew it, and there's no way in which uh, a generation can live on just frivolousness or slackness or you know it, it will last for a time, but it can't last forever. Mm. Only salvation lasts forever. That's mm. one thing I know. I'm, I'm reassured with that. Yeah. And, uh, well, f yeah. For me, I was always a fan of the '70s reggae, the the roots reggae, carrying the Rasta message, and. Um, a lot of the 80s reggae sort of seemed to lose its way, and I lost my interest in the music to a degree. But these days in Jamaica, it's we seem to have both. You've got all our young artists, Mavado coming up, Vibes Cartel, doing the gun tunes, mm -hmm. same as ever. But we've also got all these other artists that are coming with a pure Pantan cultural... Mucho, you have, yes, you have... Exactly. Um, you have, um, Turbulence. Turbulence. Mm -hmm. You have Richie Spice. Richie Spice, Pantan Moja, Chuck Fender, Bushman. Bushman. Yep. You know. Yeah, yeah. We have a rich, we have a rich heritage. You know, we have a 
whole barrage of righteous people around here. So rich, rich spice thing that you yeah, know, I know. The, the whole barrage of righteous so people. So there's, there's really hope. And, and I, I do believe, you know, Brother Jesse, that these are the last days. And as the Bible says, these are the days when those who are crooked have to come show up themselves. Mm. Those who are crooked becoming cro more crooked and those who are righteous have to be righteous still. So these are the times when we are going to see the harvest of mankind. So nothing going to hide now. For those even people pretending, yeah, some people been under Rastafarian banner and been all these years shouting, John, and, thing, and then they, you see how them shift and switch and gone over to the pagan side. Mm. So th those people, you can tell that they were not genuine from the beginning, you know? Yeah, I, wanna, I actually wanted to ask, uh, earlier in the show I played a tune, uh, Luciano alongside Sizzler. Mm -hmm. And Sizzler's a man that I've always had enough love for and maximum respect, but um, he started with tunes like... Um, Black Woman. Black Woman and Child, Praise You, Ja, oh these God, sort of songs. Oh God, the Ja and all those hits. And now we're getting songs like Pump Up Your Pum Pum. Man. And, and uh, you know, oh. Mina Big Ray. Lang Gun and all them So tune, disappointed, eh? man. I, I think he yeah, got man. frightened by, by the bling bling and, you know, what's happening in the world out there. And, there are some people who don't have the full conviction to know that righteousness will take them to the ultimate. Mm. They believe that they have to be singing all these songs to get the applause. And the, uh, we're not singing for applause here. Mm. And I think that um, Caesar, he came in the scene as a young man. I think, I think most of the people who just came in from a young, tender age, they, they, I think they tend to be frequent-minded. I find out that about those people. Mm. Well, for me, you know, I've been through the rough times. I've paid my dues and I, I came out more like at the age of 30, 29 going 30. Mm. I started to get my good recognition in the music. So I was prepared for all of this. And um, I, I tried to be a guide and inspiration for Brother Sister, but I, to some extent, I think he was misguided by some other people. They have in bad influence, other, you know. Because even when in the camp, when Jesse Gender came in, in the crew, Remember the, the exterminator yeah, crew? For real. That man came with a bag of philosophy behind him. Mm. <laughs> you know, with a bag of ideology and all yeah. them stuff. That too. And I think that messed up Caesar head because he used to go for Caesar yard. You know, the youth, he is. Indoctrinated. Yeah, man. Just he's one of the culprits who has infiltrated the young youth mind. Right. And then you have some of these young youth like Caesar now. They're not quick to listen to elders like himself. And they feel like, yes, they have arrived and uh, they want to establish themselves. And they are the moon king and this and that. At that, I take up the man, I'm not king. I, mm. just I. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it seemed to me. Like when you can do a tune like Big Long Gun and get a massive forward, forget about the, the yeah, message. Man. Yeah, man. Because as you know, as Lucian rightly told you, know, Sizzler was one of our protégés. Lucian is actually the first man to carry Sizzler on the road. Mm. He toured True, with us man. for mm -hmm. many years, you know, True, for man. about five, six years we've been touring together. Mm. And, and, to really see him come out and, and do songs like Big Lang Gun. And I'm so disappointed. You know, it, it really is a shock to us, you know. Right. And, you know, after a while, he did a song album for Bobby Digital called The Real Thing. The Real yeah. Thing. And, you know, yeah. I, I, me and Don Juan went up to his house and we saw him and we said, yes, sister, that is the way you must hear. And he said, yeah, man, I'm done with them gun gun tune. And ne lie. next thing we know, the man gone back in at the gun thing. I don't know what. You know what I mean? It's not right still, you know, and I just hope that, you know, as he gets older, he, he sees the follies of his ways and try to change back and come sure, sure. to the roots, you know? Yeah. Well, Mikey, maybe this is a good, um, a good point to get back to talking about you guys. Maybe you can start and tell the people a little about your start in the, the business, which is quite different to Luciano, but also your upbringing, where you were born, what life yeah, was like. Yeah, I was like born in England still, you know, but I grew up in Jamaica, you know? Right. I live in Jamaica from I was two years old, you know? Well, um, 
I grew I used to live in Arborview and then I moved to um Mullins Road and that's where I really basically grew up, you know. I was um part of the church choir and the school choir. You know, basically most Jamaican artists that you see out there, they go through the church and the school. Mm. So, you know, and I used to sing in my community and when the people in the community used to hear me, them say, Mike, you can't sing, you know. You have to take this thing more serious. So, you know, sound systems would be in the area and they would say, Mike, come and sing on the sound. And that's where I really got that start, you know, them singing on the sound system, like big sound systems in the 70s. Because I really started singing on sound systems from in the 70s. Right. Yeah, um, yeah that sound like Jar, um, Kilam. I used to sing on Kilimanjaro. I used to sing on a sound called Virgo, Gemini. Those were like the big sounds in the mm. 70s. And then, you know, 1982, I went back to England to live and... I used to sing on Saxon and uh, Coxon sound system, you know. Right. And then I've been there for many years and started recording for um, dub vendor fashion music. So you started your recording career started in the UK? No, it actually started in Jamaica. Okay. You know, my first recording was done in Jamaica while still attending school. Um, a song called Roots My Roots, you know. Right. And um, for a producer named Roddy Silence down by Maxfield Avenue. Mm -hmm. But um, when I went to England, I, I, I became, I decided not to do any kind of work. You know, I was working in a factory, you know, and this guy came to me, this virgin that I know came to me and said, Mike, you're going to be in this factory for the next 25 years. And when he said to that to me, it shook me. Mm. He said, what you say? 25 years? So I just go to the boss and tell him, say, give me all leave, sick leave, every leave. Yeah, man. And from that, I just said, look here, if I can't make it in the music, I'm not going to make it none at all. So I just leave all work and start sing. And, and, you know. It took a strength to do that, though, you know. Yeah, yes, I believe man. it. Yeah, yeah man. man. It's, the same, it's the same way my, my boss came to us one day with a, with a, um, a booklet. And pension so, plan. So we have a pension <laughs> plan. So we said, pension plan. <laughs> at, at that time, I was doing my poster. And and I said, hell no. I'm going to get out of here now. No. That's, what, that's when I decided. Believe I think yeah. I just I couldn't imagine myself getting old in the industry. No. Yeah. I just knew that there was something in me that right. I had to give birth to. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man, I agree with you, Lushika. When 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 the ba when the man tell me said twenty five years, and I look and I look down twenty five years and said twenty five years in a factory. Last year? No, no that could never be for no me. I. No, so <laughs> I leave that work and start sing and Saxon, you know. And then when I start singing Saxon, I recorded for Dub Vendor. And I start touring with David Radigan and um, Maxi Priest, Tipper Irie, all those people I used to tour with and thing. And, right. you know, 1992, I decided to say, well, I had enough for England. I couldn't take the weather. I can't take the cold. Yeah. And I said, boy, I'm coming back to Jamaica. And, you know, I came back to Jamaica and I hook up with Brother Luciana. And, as you know, as this, they say, the rest is history. Yeah, that's We've it. been touring for yes, over 10 yeah, Ten years now, over twelve years now, and we've been hitting the road, and we've just de been delivering the message. More than that, in general. Yeah, so long. More fourteen, about uh, fourteen years. Yeah, yeah, a long time. We're doing Long time for real. Mm. Well, on that note, I want to play a tune now, Mikey General. This one you did at Exterminator must be about 96, 97, 98, Babylon Cake. Yeah. Oh, big tune. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, you're on PBS, Mikey General and PBS. Luciano. The music is at its best. Rest. <laughs> Everybody wants a taste, they would have killed every day. 
Rasta do one Babylon bake a And everybody wants a taste the mood that kill up in it Rasta do I say to vanity Let go of me Go find somebody else to call a fool I say to righteousness Come set me free For I know that in the end You alone shall rule, yeah Show them the hippie and them love seeds, yeah
studio at PBS here. Mikey General alongside Luciano. That's got to be the best Bob Marley cover I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's one that's got to go out to all those people that are wondering about the show tonight. Mikey General and Luciano backed by the man Ricky Trooper tonight at the SB in St Kilda. Of course, this one is going to be done sound system style. So it's not a full band, but it's it's Luciano and Mikey General singing over rhythms played by a man like Trooper. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, we got the live element same way. So um, yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be there. Jesse. But you know, we're, we're we're hoping that the next time we come, we can come with a band. You know, yeah. brother Simon is working on it here. <laughs> yeah, next time we come, we wanna come with the full band. You know. Yeah, so no respect to the hard work and promote brother Simon Empress Carla. Carla, North Anna. You know. Yeah, man. Give thanks. Well, I gotta say, we're just happy to have you out here any which way. It doesn't matter if a band or sound system. <laughs> we're just grateful <laughs> to have you guys brother. here. Uh-huh. I, I must say to Brother Lucy that, you know, uh, on behalf of us, all of us who have come, you know, myself, Luciana, Ricky Chupa, Mr. and uh, Mr. Copeland Forbes, you know, it's a pleasure to come to Australia. Great animal. Mm-hmm. You, know, it's been a, you know, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to yeah, come man. to Australia. Definitely. And when I've come now and see how the music has reached so far, this has given me a lot of strength. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you're wondering if you're doing this thing and if it's really going out there. But when I see the reach so far Definitely. in Australia, it really gives me a lot of strength, you know. Yeah. And I mean, the response has been great. The turnouts yeah. have been great. Oh, man. You know what I mean? What about what about at the big day out shows when you when you're playing to a crowd that's Man. not necessarily a reggae reggae crowd? But I, I, we couldn't believe what uh, you know what happened. The last performance were in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sydney. The crowd swelled so much that even the, secu- the security points. They they, they 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 had to move. They break them down. Well, yeah, and and they had to close down the, the show for a while, uh, uh, and you know, you know right. that's some of the people disperse, you know. But you see, it's w- happening, man. What I find out, you <laughs> know, they say that um, <laughs> it's not a reggae crowd. It's really not. It's a really more a rock concert. Yeah. But when they start to sing, 
certain songs. The people know them. They know some of Luciana's songs. You they know what? You know what I could say about that? Mm. That multitude. Mm. I don't even want to say crowd. It's a multitude. Yeah. It's a music people. This, these people they, just love music. They don't love music. I believe if you go up there with Kumina or anything, they would just jam to it same way. Right. Mm. These people love music. Mm. When I see you know, thousands of people just they're just hanging out waiting for the, the stage to get alive or this, the lily world or the other world. Mm -hmm. or, but they're just jamming. Yeah, man. man. It's been real good. Because you know, I walk around a little, you know, and I saw some other tents, some could guitar, some could spin, some could guitar, and people just having fun. So yep. they just love music. And I'm very impressed with the people of Australia. Yes. And New Zealand, too, you know? Yeah, it was good in New Zealand. Well, I tell you tonight, you're in for something special because in Australia, they know Melbourne as the reggae capital. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you hear that? This, I've got to go and get myself, you know, sorted <laughs> out. We, we heard Byron that from a from coming on. We were in Byron Bay. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, the Byron Bay was real good. Yeah. You know, but when we were there, the people said, yeah, yeah, you're going to some nice places, but wait till you reach to Melbourne. Yes. Everybody's been telling us about Thanks Melbourne. Thanks to man like you, though, my brother. Hey, yes, because you, 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 you keep the music playing in their yes, ears. You know? Thank you, man. I heard some, while we were on our way here, I heard some, some songs they played with me. It's been a long while I've ever Even heard this Even that Luciano that you just played a little while ago I'm with Mafia you know, I'm and I'm very Fluxy. impressed. I'm impressed. Right. That's very rare. Ali Am, Word Power One song. That, oh, man. Man, well, I tell you, man, if this show went for six hours, I could sit here and play nothing but Luciano, <laughs> Mikey, Jenner. <laughs> Thanks I mean, again, you, brother you Jesse. Can, you can see all the sevens here stacked up that yeah, we didn't right. get through. We only got 12 minutes. Before we go, I've got to ask uh, my brethren, Andy Ice, wanted to know where the name Luciano came from. Well, that name was given to me by Mr. Homer Harris, you know, one, one of my first producers. He's still my um, chief advisor. You know, I don't make no major move without talking to him. He's right. my you know, musical counselor. You know, he's a spiritual guide for me. He, you know, he saw something, uh, probably it could be the range of my voice or something. He associated me with, you know, Luciana Pavarotti. And even those days, you know, I used to wear my felt hat and everything. That, so he might m must have associated me with, uh, you know, that Luciano. Our lucky Luciano. Right. Something was going on there. But when I investigated the name, and as I became more involved in the mission and see the seriousness of the music, yep. I investigated the name and I realized L-U-C-I is a prefix that means light, and Luciano is bearer of the light. So I said, right. let's move along with it. Yeah. And But then I came along with the title, um, The Messenger, because yeah. I really love that title. You know, it signifies what I'm about. Yeah. And with a title like that, you can't ever stray yeah. from the roots. Luciana, no, the messenger. No, no, so I just no. double them together. Luciana, the messenger. Yeah. What about Stepper John? Stepper John, no, was the name I used to use. And most producers, they don't want to hear about the Stepper. Yeah. So where are you from? Central Village. What's your name? Stepper John. And man said, boy, I hear me. No, no, no. No studio was not one. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted to work. Because uh, <laughs> a Stepper is like a hot. You know, yeah, like yeah. a gangster, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, so I well, I got the tune here somewhere, a hot stepper, so we're <laughs> going to have to play this one. But um, I also wanted to ask, um, one of the things that I always respected about you, Luciano, is that at the height of your success in the, in the 90s with Exterminator, you just retired from the music business for quite a while, took a break, like a sabbatical, and just chill out. Yeah, tell us, a, tell the people about that. But I just, that saved my life. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you get involved in music and lots of things happen, you're going on tour, you people, you're leaving your family and loved ones behind. If you're not careful, your life can be shattered. And I think that's what has happened to many of the people, many of the greats of the greats. They don't get much time to recollect and, 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 and you know, recharge. And I think every human being is entitled to some time of meditation. And, you know, right now I've reached a state of mastery where I can, uh, you know, can my Sabbath, because I still hold my Sabbaths.
Mm-hmm. And I think that even a Sabbath is good enough to hold a man firm in the spiritual sense, you know, equilibrium. Yeah. So that time I, I saw a lot of things happening and I was with Ireland, just got my sign up with Ireland and all them things and pressure coming on to me and doing rehearsals day and night. I'm getting stood and going on tour and this and that. And I'm, man, I, I, I couldn't take it. My mind was going, man. Mm. So I said, you know, I got to run off, you know. I said, I run to the A's from when coming my help, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my help coming from Ja. Was the main of Zion and Earth, you know. Well, that's that's we say it's all about balance. Balance. So, uh, so on that note, is there anything you'd just like th- to wrap things up um, before we get out of here today? We only got uh, eight oh, minutes. Want to take it first, go, brother Mike? Yeah, I just want to big up the Rastafarian community Celestia. in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. You know, um, want to big up brother Simon, Empress Carla for bringing us here. Bring up all the PBS massive, you know, for having playing our music on the Good radio. Fans, Every day. You know, yeah, man. I want to big up. All the uh, Jamaican, Caribbean people that are here in Melbourne and all the Australian brothers and sisters out there who are coming out tonight. Let's come out in your tens and thousands, come hear the words of righteousness, the words of Rastafari, you know? Because Rastafari is life and life is forevermore. Blessed. Give thanks. Well, the messenger reaching out to all my fans out there in Raiderland, Melbourne, and all over Australia. I just want to tell you that the messenger is yours truly and I will always be singing positive music. Keep the faith, my people. Right now we're going through troubled times, spiritual upheavals and all these things, war and crime and violence in every part of the earth. We need to create a balance right now. And this is what we're doing with the music. Come on out later. We shall have a grand time. Blessed love. Yes. Give well, thanks again for my fans in the house. Well, I've got to give thanks to, to the both of you for coming here today, for making the journey all the way to Bless Australia, but man. for coming into PBS and, uh, and a fantastic show. You know, Pleasure truly honored. Thank, Thank you very much, much man. Blessed love. Right. right now, we're going to give away a double pass to the first PBS caller, the first PBS member to ring through on 84151067. We've got a double pass to the show tonight. I'm going to play a tune right now. This one on the Storm label, thing called Hot Stepper. You're on PBS. Living in a dreadful time. Living in a dreadful Comes around. 
Luciano and Mikey General there, bringing some real vibes to the studios of PBS back in January 2007. That's it for another one. Thanks as always to Patreon patrons The Don Armageddon Time, The Real General, Empress Irie, Tom Tanaki and DJ Pablito. If you'd like to support the podcast, please become a patron or just help spread the word. Leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use. Thanks for listening. Eyes is every time. 37 chambers of the Bingy Temple. Rasta man sit up in a no time for idle. Swinging in a me and mug while the whole world a tremble. Sing this little song here to the chant down people. Open the hills with the rivers on cool. Bullets and jungle swimming down in my pool. Staying away from the land of the fool. JCI every day are cool. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. I told the right to swear, Mikey General and Luciana. Yeah, man, I told the mighty way, man. It looks so much get chant down. And I make love to dance all. Now anyway, easy,
Yeah, I know.